Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. All right, uh, Greg Cosell joins us now as he does every Thursday at uh, 420. Cosell, what's up? How are you? Ren, what's happening, my man? Did you enjoy consuming this year's draft? Uh, yeah, I always enjoy the draft. You know, it's it's uh, fun. It, I especially like it because, you know, I see a lot of guys, obviously, so uh, yeah. I can't see them all. There's too many. But uh, and I like to see, uh, uh, besides the obvious, where a lot of guys get drafted. So I enjoy it. All right. I'm always befuddled by something following the draft. Is befuddled? Yeah, There's a word you don't hear too often. <laughs> I, I don't know what's gotten into me, Gozell, but I've been doing that lately. I don't. I don't know. Um, but this is what befuddles me after the draft: draft grades. Like I, I don't even know how you do that. <laughs> that's all fun and games, Brent. That's uh, you know, that's like mock drafts. It's all the, it's all from the same school. You know, it's all. Just fun and games for the uh, for fans. I get it. Well, let's dive in, Coso, uh, because we've talked about all these guys um, pre-draft, but yep. uh, well, some some of them. Um, but I want to get your take again and just kind of revisit. Peter Skaronsky at eleven was kind of surprised that he fell there, uh, but um, a lot of people like the, I know that the Titans were exceptionally happy that he was there and are happy with that pick. Um, played left tackle may end up inside. Let's kind of revisit what you think about Skaronsky. Yeah, I would assume if, if everything worked out the way they wanted it to, I would assume he'd play inside because, you know, they did sign Andre Dillard. Um, and he was a first-round pick at one point. I would think that they would want him to be their left tackle. Uh, but I guess we'll see how it plays out. Um, Skaronsky is a really good prospect. I mean, you're dealing with a guy that is uh, he's just an outstanding technician, he understands angles. He understands leverage in the run game. His his footwork uh, at balance and hand usage and pass protection is really good. Um, he's one of those guys that's assignment sound and execution efficient, and that constantly shows up on every play. I mean, he's he's just a really good football player. Personally, uh, I think he'd be better off inside. His arm length is what a lot concerns a lot of people at tackle because it's only 32 and a quarter, and that is viewed as extremely short for uh, an outside tackle position. I think he could step right in and be an all-pro guard from day one. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think, like, uh, you know, um, I'd rather go by what you do as opposed to what you say uh, sometimes. And, and them bringing Dillard in and giving him $13 million guaranteed and $29 million for three years kind of tells me they were looking at Skaronsky inside. But, you know, we'll see. And and Pat Fitzgerald, we had Pat Fitzgerald on the show, Northwestern coach who coached him, and he said if, yeah. he's, if he's not an all-pro offensive tackle, he'll be an all-pro guard. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just a, a really good player, and I think he's one of those guys that is a foundational piece um, of, an, of an offensive line, and he'll be a starter from day one. But the Dillard thing is really the key thing because, you know, I didn't realize what the money was, but the point is he's a tackle and you don't sign him to have him sit on the bench unless you go through your whole OTAs in camp and he can't play. But if he can't play, he's going to be your left tackle. Boy, that's a, 
Tough oh, deal man. if that happens. <laughs> please, no. Please, no. Uh, they've had a run of luck on offensive line. Um, all right, so you want to ask about the quarterback? Well, might as well. I mean, he was the second one taken. So, Will Levis coming out of Kentucky. What do you think, Greg? Oh, did they draft a quarterback? <laughs> yeah, buddy. Some would say. <laughs> um, you know, I think Will Levis started to get a raw deal as, as mm. this process went along. Now, I'm not saying that because – None of us have any idea what he's going to be other than what, for me, what the tape shows and how I see that projecting and transitioning to the league. Beyond that, everything is purely speculation. Um, You know, he did play for his two years at Kentucky in an NFL offense. Uh, Amazingly enough, he actually went in the huddle, called plays. You don't see that very often in college Mm -hmm. football. Went to the line of scrimmage with, at times, two plays where he could – check he could kill you know the things you see when you watch the nfl so he's done all those kinds of things um you know i thought that uh he would fit best in an offense this is exactly what i thought when i watched him and finished watching him that featured conventional play action with more defined reads and throws um and less full field progression reads that demand higher level processing traits and may, and with coaching and development, he'll get there. Um, but that's kind of what this offense is. As long as Derrick Henry is there, that's what this offense is. Uh, whether he plays this year, that remains to be seen. But you're dealing with a guy that is, is, has a lot of traits. I mean, right. he's a compact, twitchy, effortless thrower. Uh, he can attack all three levels. Um, you know, he's, he's seen a lot. He understands a lot in terms of NFL route concepts and combinations. You know, it's a good move for in the second round for for sure. They wanted a quarterback, and I thought they did the right thing. How how different is that for guys now in college? And when did that start happening for guys to get to the huddle and call the plays and be able to walk up and kill it um, as a quarterback? Oh, that slay that rarely happens in college football. Okay. It only happened with with Levitz at Kentucky because in 2021, Liam Cohen was his offensive coordinator. He had come from the Rams. Went back to the Rams last year, and I believe is now back at Kentucky. And then this yes. past year was Rich Scarangello, who had also come from the NFL. So mm-hmm. that's the reason. But mostly in college football, as you guys know, quarterbacks don't huddle. They stand at the line of scrimmage. It doesn't mean they're playing fast. You know, there's all different kinds of, of no huddle. Um, some schools play fast. Chip Kelly plays fast. Um, but a lot of schools, you know, most schools, the quarterback just stands at the line of scrimmage, looks to the sideline, gets the play. It's not necessarily fast tempo, but they don't huddle. They don't call plays in a huddle. Mm. Greg Cosell with us on 3HL. Um, if I remember correctly, after – so you're you're right about, like, the two different tapes, right? Like, so two years ago, I remember in the off season after that season, you were really impressed with Will Levis. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he played really well in 2021. It was it was very very efficient. Um, and you know, in in 2022, for any number of reasons, first of all, their O line was not very good at all. Yeah, he was under duress a lot. They had lost, I think, three or four guys to the NFL draft. Yep, and they only had one returning starter, and it was not very good. And quite frankly, that's an area Levis needs to improve. He needs to get much better in contested pockets. He needs to get better with his pocket movement. These are areas he needs to improve. He's not he's not a perfect prospect, um, but uh, in 2022, it just it was a struggle. It seemed like every game was a struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, word around the campfire is he had a nasty foot injury all last year too. Well, that's true too. Yeah, and he probably yeah. shouldn't have played some games. I think he missed one or two, yeah. and he probably should have missed more. 
All right, Tajay Spears, the running back out of Tulane, 5'10", 201. Very productive. The last eight games, he went over 100 yards, 1269 in his last eight games for 8.4 yards per carry and 13 touchdowns. And he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, I really like Tajay Spears. I liked him a lot when I watched his tape. Um, I think he's got patience and what I always call a desirable combination of patience and decisiveness, which you need in the in the zone run game because you need to wait for things to develop and then hit the gap that opens. Um, he's got explosive short area bursts. He's got accelerating long speed. He's kind of a glider and a darter. Um, he's got loose hips. He's a really, really good receiver. Um, the way I see him certainly early in his career is think about Jarek McKinnon, what he did for the Chiefs in, in 2022. Mm-hmm. Really good receiver. Um, at times ran the football. Um, I, I, I think that early in his career, he's a rotational type player. I think depending on the team, and we don't know where this team is going in the future, but I think depending on the team and the scheme, he could be a what I would call a primary back, not a foundation back. Uh, Derrick Henry is a foundation back. But there are teams like the Bengals that have three wide receivers and a great quarterback where the back is – is you can have a primary back, but he's not going to carry 20 times a game. Right. You know, I think Spears, I think, down the road could become that kind of player. Well, and you bring up an interesting point because a lot of teams are going to that, right? Like the, yep. the, the, yep. Multi, the multiplayer backfield. And – Searching HVAC near here. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Wow. Nobody local? Huh. Wait, what? We are an HVAC company literally in your neighborhood. Why is she not seeing us? Just all the big chains. Well, it is what it is. What in the... Can you not see See us? us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local HVAC providers. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Um. It's interesting that they go Tajay Spears in the third round, considering they took Haskins last year. Maybe they are moving toward that post Derrick Henry deal. With, and they're different players, yeah. Yeah, See, those right? two guys would probably work well together because they're different kinds of backs. Mm. Um, you know, but I really like Spears a lot. I mean, I thought uh, I thought his tape was really, really impressive. I love that the tight end from Cincinnati, <laughs> Josh Wiley, six seven. 248 pounds, 46940, 15 touchdowns his last three years. What do you think about him? Yeah, Josh Wiley's a really interesting guy because he came out of, of Cincinnati in, in high school. He He's from Cincinnati itself, and he could have gone anywhere, and he chose to stay home. Um, so you're dealing with a guy that has size. He has length. He's got good athletic movement. Um, you know, uh, he's not – Tight ends are, you would never describe tight ends for the most part with very, very few exceptions as sudden or explosive or twitchy just because they're bigger. Um, but he's got size. He's got stride length. The stride length allows him to be a three level dimension. He can, he can stretch the seam. He can run vertically. Um, 
he actually is a pretty good blocker. I, I made it a point to watch. Um, it's actually it's it's funny. He blocked mostly for a a free agent who the Titans signed, Charles McClellan, who's also from Cincinnati. So he mostly blocked for him. Um, the more I watched Wiley, the more I thought of uh, kind of two NFL tight ends. When they uh, one was Tyler Higby, who came out of Western Kentucky as a fourth round pick and has had a nice career. Um, and the other is Dan Arnold, who just actually signed today with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, uh, what could separate Wiley is he's he's a committed and competitive run blocker who's probably a little better at run blocking than both those guys. But Wiley's a really intriguing pick because I think there's something there. I mean, this guy this guy could turn out to be a quality tight end in this league. Do you think he could do multiple things like H back, yeah. full back, stuff like that, yep. and play well off of Chig? Yeah, I mean, he's different than Chig because Chig's a little more explosive athlete. Yeah. Um, like, I can see those two guys being a really nice tight end combination. I like that, boy. Dual set tight ends. You don't know what you're going with. That that The predictability, you're able to take a little bit of that away. I think that, that'll help the Titans going down the stretch. But um, another lineman taking, Jalen Duncan. What what do you know about him, Greg? Yeah, Jalen Duncan is, is – he's a really interesting guy. Jalen Duncan was a big, big-time recruit. Uh, he came out of a a, a big-time uh, powerhouse school in Maryland called St. Francis Academy. He was a top 50 prospect in the country when he came out. He's played a lot of football. He was a 40-year starter, 39 starts, I believe 38 of them at left tackle. He's kind of an enigma. The reason he was drafted where he was, Slay, is because he has great traits, but he does, but he has issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, And so he doesn't play to those traits because of his issues. He checks all the physical and athletic boxes for a prototypical left tackle with his size, his length. He's an easy mover, but he has way too many bad reps in pass protection. You know, he's, he's a classic guy that he's, he's late with his hands and he's wide with his hands. So you know what that means? Slay guys get into his chest and you can't pass protect when guys are in your chest. You know, I don't, you could weigh 900 pounds and if guys are in your chest, you're going to be pushed back. So he needs technique work. My guess is an O-line coach would say, hey, we can fix that. You, you don't know that for sure, but it, it's technique stuff. But you may, hey, you may have a diamond in the rough. The guy has physical and athletic traits, and his arm length is pretty good. He, you know, he just has too many problems in terms of technique and pass protection. I was going to say that too, Greg. Was that just learned or that was that? did that look like it came from he just didn't know? Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Yeah, oh, I'm sure he knows, uh, but, you know, look, Sly, you know this. You can teach guys anything in, in a classroom, on a practice right. field, yep. but sometimes, you know, when you're playing in a, a live game, no matter what the sport, 
sometimes it just doesn't take. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, Jalen Duncan's interesting in that, like, in that mock draft world you were talking about earlier, um, he he was a day two guy. Um, in the, oh, in no, the, because he's got, yeah, that's exactly right, Brent, because he's got, like I said, he checks all the physical and athletic boxes, and he has a ton of experience. He's played a lot of football. So, you know, you, you see him play. I mean, you're not guessing. Yeah. Colton Dow, the seventh-round uh, pick, a, a pretty cool story just locally because he's from here. Yep. He grew up a Titans fan uh, in Lebanon uh, at Wilson Central, wide receiver from UT Martin. He's He's got some measurables to him, Greg, 6'3", 215, and he had good tape against Tennessee. I watched the tape against Tennessee and Boise State, the two schools he played that you would you know view as, as higher-level schools. And let me tell you something. He ran by corners for both those teams. Mm. I mean, he ran by a Tennessee corner, um, uh, Deshaun Rucker. I, I think he was a, a starter this year, first-year starter for Tennessee on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows great ball-tracking ability. He was kind of a fun watch. Um, he's got really good size. He's almost 6'3". His pro day 40 was 4-4. I mean, you know, obviously he's a small school guy, and he's a seventh-round pick, so I'm not going to sit here and say, wow, this guy's special. Right. You know, but, you know, when you run 4-4 and you're 6-3, 2 and you do run by corners, you know, at, for the University of Tennessee, you know, I'm very curious to see how this plays out. It's a team that needs receivers, as we know, as you know. I'm sure a lot of fans talk about that quite a bit. They were probably disappointed they didn't draft one earlier. Um, you know, he's he's a little tight-hipped. He's a little linear in his movement. He's kind of straight line, but he's got straight line speed. Um, so I'd be curious as this plays out whether he's, you know, he has a chance because they need, they need receivers. Yeah. Interesting stuff, man. Uh, really appreciate the breakdown. Yeah, ran straight through that. Phenomenal. Um, at Greg Cosell, must follow if you like football and if you're listening to us, you like football. So, and Cosell will be down here real soon too. Yeah, May twentieth. Two weeks. Up. Two weeks from Two today, weeks, man. Later. I'll be there. Okay. All right. Sound good to us. That's the install, the podcast live ta- uh, taping of the install with Buck Rising and Greg Cosell over at the Hutton Hotel on May twentieth. Uh, tickets one zero four five thezonecom dot com. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Appreciate it, Cosell. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 